1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show starts as it does on most Thursdays with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. You can follow Matt on Twitter at OhioMatt and check out his website for the latest in business news in Ohio. Matt, uh, you have been on top of the energy bailout House Bill six, the one that took down Larry Householder, and you've been, you know, a little skeptical, I should say. Uh I think justifiably so, and even more justifiably so now, in light of what you sent me last night about text messages that have been discovered between the first energy top guy and mentioning John Husted, who has previously heretofore denied any involvement. In that, give us a Cliff's Notes version of where we are and what this says about John Husted and Mike DeWine.
2: Yeah, so earlier this year, uh, John Husted made a statement that that was unequivocal. He had no involvement in House Bill 6. And at the time he said that, I I said, that's just crazy to think that neither the governor or the lieutenant governor of Ohio had any involvement in the major piece of legislation bailing out First Energy uh, you know, because it was such a huge piece of legislation, right? And as mm-hmm. you know now, it's taken down PUC commissioners, it's taken down layer householder, I mean, lots of other stuff going on. Well, you know, it comes out yesterday that apparently there are text messages, uh, that show John Houston was involved in going, you know, I think it says he's, he's going to go to the, go to the end or, yeah, he's, he's going to the end up, you know, as far as he can do everything he can to help us, which indicates that John Houston's handprints are on this, uh, House Bill 6. So, John Houston needs to hold a press conference and tell people what what he what he actually did, and he needs to release his private cell phone because this is what happens, right? All these Democrats and Republican, you know, establishment policy holders, they get in office and they start doing stuff on personal email, Gmail, or mm-hmm. their cell phones that that nobody then has. They're not for you. You don't get you don't get them when they for you. You know, the to, to public record stuff. So we need to know what's on his cell phone. You know, was he involved in this corruption? Or not, because this indicates he was, which is contrary to, to a very clear statement he made earlier this year saying he had no involvement, period. So, you know, there's some smoke here that needs to be uh, to be dug into.
1: Well, it certainly doesn't look good, and we're 90 days out from Mike DeWine running for re-election, and that would mean John Husted is re-elected, too, as lieutenant governor. So this is, uh, you know, tailor-made for Nan Whaley, and I just wonder how you feel about this projecting forward given the electorate in the state of Ohio, it's been more Republican lately, but nobody likes a scandal, nobody likes payoffs, and nobody likes lying politicians on either side of the aisle. At least you should be that way. So can you project forward as to what you think this might lead to over the coming months leading up to the election?
2: Yeah, my guess is they'll stonewall as much as possible to get through the election so that they can secure their re because you know, Nan has no money and, and no name ID and you know, I think, you know, right now, you know, Mike DeWine will, will still win. Uh, but this then means do we have a second term full of scandal that undermines the right, the Republican party, conservatives, our ability to get some things done? Cause look, Bruce, you know this. You look at my website. I mean, we have major problems here in Ohio. Our jobs recovery is crap compared to other states, right? We have high taxes. You know, we are not a state of innovation. We don't lead on anything. So there are some things that's got to happen in the state to get this state back to being a leader, not a laggard. And you can't do that if you're embroiled in a scandal. And, and my sense is, you know, this thing, this spoil this needs to be lanced ASAP by John Husted and Mike DeWine to show that there is no, absolutely no smoke and fire uh, involved in HB6 that, that they were involved in. Because if there is, then they need to come clean uh, because Ohioans deserve a right to essentially have a say on their, their next term.
1: Well, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and it, it's interesting because, and we're talking with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. Um, last night, I'm I'm thinking about you know the raid on Marilago, and I'm upset about what appears to be a double standard. And I'm thinking, you know, this inspires anger in a lot of people. But if that anger spills over into one of two things, either uh, precipitating uh, violence out of that frustration. Then you hand Democrats uh, the you know thing they are using as a cudgel. January sixth, you hand them that kind of uh, you know propaganda all over again. The other thing is, if you are going to be and I am very upset about a two tiered system of justice in America, you have to be upset about it uh, when Republicans benefit from it. And if there is dirty pool going on in this first energy thing, and it grabs Mike Dewine and it grabs John Husted. To be authentic, to be truthful, you have to be just as upset about that as you would be if it were a Democrat who was embroiled in it.
2: Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, it, too often, you know, political parties and, and those in them, you know, don't call spades a spades, right? We, we we make excuses for our side and condemn the other side. And I think, you know, I've always tried to pride myself on, you know, I went after John Kasich when he was wrong. I went after you know, Strickland when he was wrong. I went after Trump when he was wrong. And I went after go after Biden when he's wrong. I mean, I, I, I try to be even-handed as I can be, because it's, to me it shouldn't be about the political party. It should be about the policies. It should be about, you know, do we what, what kind of country, what kind of state do we want? And, you know, when you look at this issue, uh, especially federally, of the two systems of justice, I mean, this goes back to how Hillary Clinton was dealt with compared to how Donald Trump was dealt with, right? How, you know, the uh, 2020 rioters were dealt with compared to how one sixers were dealt with. Now we're seeing, you know, Trump raided presidential records act stuff are you for real like boy that seems awful awful extreme unless there's something really big we don't know about and if that's the case it should have probably come out by now right but but i think you're right i mean at at the end of the day we got to stop making excuses for our side so that we have the credibility to go after their side
1: yeah totally and you know we could build this out even more than you have uh Given our time constraints, I mean, we look at uh, the, oh, well, nothing to see here, a reaction to the threats against Brett Kavanaugh. And now, you know, with the judge who signed the warrant for Trump's place and the uh, threats against FBI agents, I mean, threats against all cops are bad. But, ah, well, it's just, you know, city cops, inner city cops, and we don't care. Cops are bad. But FBI agents, you know, have to be protected. Correct they do have to be protected but I want the left to be just as upset about violence toward you know cops in the inner city as I do uh, cops on the federal level. We're talking with Matt Marys with OpportunityOhio.org, and his Twitter is at Ohio Matt. I know I'm preaching to the choir on, with you on this kind of stuff, but it is well, deeply frustrating to watch that.
2: It, it, I mean I want Chris Ray to be as, as forceful in a statement against you know the protesters putting at risk Supreme Court justices as he did to, did last night about these threats against FBI agents who, who raided mar a I mean, yeah, those threats are wrong. We, you and I can easily condemn those, yep. right? But it's just as wrong for these protesters to be for 100 days violating a federal statute on protesting at judges' homes and to suffer no consequences, even after an assassination attempt has occurred. Yeah. It's crazy. Where is blind justice that is what this country was founded on what we all agree to and what this country cannot survive without
1: totally correct absolutely correct matt mayer is our guest opportunityohio.org read his sub stack the patriot mind and here we go again even it's not just national it's not just federal it's local i'm i'm reading today and i knew this was coming the last police officer charged in the riots downtown Uh, In May of 2020, the aftermath of George Floyd, now charges will be dropped. They're not even going to court, and they're not even going to try to litigate this. And yet, the mayor of Columbus, Andrew Ginther, gave $5.75 million to protesters who got their feelings hurt, wouldn't disperse. He wasted $6 million of taxpayers' money, Matt, on... Uh, whiners, in my opinion, they were they were not disadvantaged at all. Or you know, in this environment, in this climate, in this city, these cops would be hung from the highest yard arm if they had anything on them. Well,
2: look, Andrew Ginther is a coward, right? He's just a political coward. He knows that he gets elected by progressive left Columbus citizens who don't care about paying out to people who don't deserve it, but hate cops, right? And he knows cops aren't voting for him so for him he just sits there and goes eh i don't care if we're going to write a big check because you know columbus you know there's no columbus is recession proof right we got state government city government county government federal government high state right It is a recession proof city It is the easiest city to manage in america i said that 20 years ago i'll say it again today and so andrew ginther has the best job he has all he has to do is write checks where he wants Condemn people that he knows aren't going to support him because he can win no matter what because it's become such a blue city, blue county that doesn't matter. So you know, I'm not surprised by this, but shame on him. And this gets back to what we talked about about oh, we're going to get rid of the statue of Columbus, but keep the name. Come <laughs> on, man! Like you guys, you guys got to stop being a bunch of hypocrites. This is, this is what they really just are.
1: Yeah, and he won't be asked about it by any reporters in this town, and he won't come on any radio oh, God, station no, where he a faces a tough question.
2: Left wing hacks. No, you know it, it doesn't mean. You know the Dispatch has become a left wing organ. It has no no conservatives uh, anywhere near the masthead. It, it's a shame because that used to be a good newspaper. But they don't they, they don't do the news. The Cleveland Plain Dealer doesn't ask tough questions. I mean, there, there's a million things you and I, if we had the ability to sit, whether it was, it's it's Ohio Republican leaders or Democrat city leaders, you and I could hit them with a million questions that they never get asked. They should be asked, and that's shameful to the. To the journalist that I call giant. and some patchy clouds for the afternoon. High today They're at 80. Propagating their political views, which are left wing progressive.
1: He is Matt marries with opportunityohio.org. You can tell he's focused on the right things, and that's equal justice under the law and applying the law equally to everyone. So check him out on Substack, the Patriot Mind. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. Always great, Matt. Thanks so much for your time today. Hey, thanks, Bruce. We're indeed fortunate to have him. And tomorrow in this slot, Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network. So that's your calendar for that. I've said many times that the reason people lie is because they don't have the truth on their side. If you have the truth on your side, you'd always choose to win your argument with truth rather than a lie. But if you don't have truth, well, then you have to lie. Uh, The Columbus Education Association has taken the next step that it needs to take in order to strike at midnight on August the 22nd. They have uh, notified the Columbus Board of Education of the fact that they are one step away from taking a mass member vote to strike. And I think there are different interpretations of what's going on with the school situation. In some cases, I side with the teachers, and in some cases, I side with the district. I side with the teachers on the fact that all their buildings should have air conditioning. District got plenty of money from the federal government for COVID protocols. Part of that is air filtration. So we're long since past the time when those buildings should have been air conditioned. But I side with the district when the teachers complain about how onerous it is to go through the process of grading elementary students. Oh, there are 58 things we have to do and evaluate them on. Well, that is your job to give a progress report on a student's progress or lack of progress in the classroom. And so that was negotiated into your salary. And so you get paid for doing a job, and that's part of the job. Do the job. So... I don't see outright lies of a blatant sort in this negotiation. It's more of a difference of opinion and where your allegiance lies, whether teacher or to the board of education. But it's a little different when we're talking about the inflation numbers. Those are hard and fast numbers, and they are not open to interpretation when it comes to the actual number, because there are a series of goods and services that are part of calculating inflation. Now, I don't think it's a legitimate list because, ask yourself, does 8.5% or even 9.1% feel like the difference in prices from last year to this year to you? Is hamburger up more than that? Milk up more than that? Gas up more than that? I mean... What's a big chunk of your budget? Is gas a big chunk of your budget? No, oh, gas is coming down, Bruce. That's what the Democrats say. It is coming down. Is it down to like 2.29 a gallon yet? Because that's what it was when Joe Biden became president. So the difference between 3.09 and 2.29 is 80 cents. And that to me is a bigger increase than 8%. And the amount of money that I spend on gas is more than 8% of my budget. It's more than an 8% share of my budget. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about a blatant lie. And in the theme of the show today being accountability, it's one thing to lie because you misunderstand an issue, right? You don't. I don't quite get it. I said this. Whoops, I'm wrong. But it was not an intentional error. And that's actually what I thought I heard yesterday when Joe Biden said that we had 0% inflation in July. I just figured he misread the teleprompter. So we had, I, I thought he left out the word increase. We had a 0% increase in inflation in July. That was 9.1%. Now it's 8.5%. You know, we had a 0% increase. We had a 0.6% decline. I, I'd settle for that. What I will not settle for is him saying this and saying it purposefully. Before I begin
0: today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent
1: inflation in the month of July. Now, the reason that I know he's doing that purposefully and lying is because of this.
0: The president and my vision for the future also means lowering costs for Americans. Today we learned that last month our economy had 0% inflation. In July, we saw a drop in gas prices and a range of other goods like clothing and airfares and household appliances, which means more money in the pockets of working families.
1: No, actually, that's not what it means. Allow me to tell you what it means. It means that they're lying to you because inflation in July was 8.5%, which is calculated year over year, which means the prices in July, according to the phony baloney index that they use, is 8.5% higher. The prices are 8.5% higher across the board, across that index, than they were a year ago. That is what that means. It does not mean more money in your pocket. It means less money in your pocket. And they know that. And yet, they intentionally tell you that it is 0%, unless you think, well, they're both idiots and neither one of them has the mental capacity to understand inflation. The tweet from glass ceiling breaking gay black press spokesman Karine Jean Pierre yesterday said, We just received news that our economy had 0% inflation in July. This is not an accident. This is a talking point. This is a lie. And what's really nefarious about it, beyond the duplicity of it, is the disdain that it communicates about their opinion of our intelligence. Because I would not come up to you and say, isn't that a beautiful pink sky today? Because... I would not presume that you would be so stupid to believe that the sky is pink. See, there has to be an element of buy-in on your part for me to tell you something that is untrue and then to be able to convince you that it is true. If I said, I rode to work today on Pegasus the Flying Horse, you would know that I'm lying to you because horses cannot fly. But they tell you that inflation is 0% because they think you are stupid enough to believe that when inflation is 8.5%, they can't just take the win on inflation declining because the midterms are far too close. And if they have to tell you the truth, that inflation is still 8.5%, and though it is coming down, it is not coming down fast enough to make the difference in your life, that they're trying to convince you is... True by lying to you about inflation at 0%. So you shouldn't be offended that they tell you it's 0%. You should be deeply insulted they tell you that because they tell you that because they really think you're too stupid to understand it.